This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you today to Great News and God's Views, a half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our worship theme today, Christ Brings Hope to All Humanity. Privilege Requires Responsibility. Many people today are seeking their 15 minutes of fame. These individuals know that even fleeting fame can be leveraged for economic gain and special privileges. Everyone wants the benefits of fame, yet many famous people do not want the responsibilities that attend such privileges. Athletes, celebrities and well-known personalities often reject the notion of being role models. Such people want the benefits while rejecting the responsibilities. For Christians, rejecting responsibilities attached to privileges is not an option. Discipleship requires a maturity, and mature people realize they have been blessed in order to share their blessings. God's strategy to reach the world has always been to bless those who in turn would bless others. We read from Romans 1, beginning at verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto God the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets to the Holy Scriptures, concerning his Son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, amongst whom ye are also the called of Jesus Christ. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. As the Apostle Paul introduced the message of the Gospel, he reminds believers that he and they have been blessed with the privilege of the Gospel. Therefore both he and all believers have the responsibility to share that blessing with others. All the believers have the privilege of being called and set apart. The Apostle begins and ends his introduction by saying that both he and all believers are called and set apart. Saints. God, like a team captain, has chosen those who want to play to be on his team. In the midst of life's routines, difficulties or even celebrations, Christians enjoy the privileges of belonging to God. God wants us to belong to him so much that he has called us to join his special community. However, in the process of calling us, he's made us special people. Our culture may honour the jet-setters, celebrities and sports heroes, but with God we are his special heroes. He gives us identity by calling us 
and he provides us with significance by making us pest special. Out of all the people of the world, believers in Jesus Christ are the most privileged because of what God has done for us. All believers are privileged people because of the gospel. Our calling and specialness is related to the good news we have believed. Paul describes this good news in terms of a person, Jesus Christ. He affirms that the gospel centers upon a human, divine person. The Old Testament prophets have predicted that a child would be born who would be Israel's Messiah. This Messiah would be related to David by birth. However, Jesus Christ was not just human. When Jesus was raised to life by the Holy Spirit, it powerfully declared that he truly was who he had claimed to be, God in flesh. Paul demonstrates throughout his letter that only a human divine individual could assume the penalty for sin and survive while identifying with humans. The substitutionary death of Jesus Christ makes it possible for sinners like this to be given the righteousness of God. The good news is centered in a person. Believers who accept this good news through faith become God's privileged people. We are called to be on his team and are given special significance. All believers are required to assume the responsibilities of privilege. The Apostle states the responsibility of believers in verse 5. That responsibility is to share God's call with people who do not know the good news. God's team does not have a limited roster. God wants men, women and children from all nations, socio-economic groups, races and backgrounds to be on his team. The good news is not simply to be enjoyed by those who have received it. Their privilege and our privilege of knowing the good news requires the responsibility of sharing it. Christians have been given tremendous privileges. With the privilege has, however, come responsibilities. Those who take those responsibilities seriously honour God. They have been blessed to bless others. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on 3FM 89.0. Our opening musing today, O Holy Night. Written in French in 1847, it was translated into English by an American writer, John L. Sullivan Dwight, an ardent supporter of the abolition of slavery. O Holy Night. The stars are brightly shining It is the night of the dear Saviour's birth Long lay the world in sin and error pining Till He appeared and the soul felt its worth
have experienced the frustration of failing to find a location because they've been given confusing directions. But even though humans can often be hopeless at giving directions, the humble honeybee manages to give excellent directions, even though it does so in a very unusual way. Scientists have long known that when honeybees discover a new food source, they return to the hive and perform a special dance that remarkably informs the other bees where to find the food. But this dancing mode of communication is so complicated that it took Austrian naturalist Karl von Frisch 20 years to decipher it. Since complicated dance routines require the planning and forethought of an intelligent choreographer, wouldn't it be reasonable to conclude that a super-intelligent mind programmed the bees with this remarkable form of communication? To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0. We continue with Away in a Manger, published in 1884 in Boston, Massachusetts. For a bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. The poor baby wakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. 
I love thee, Lord Jesus. Look down from the sky and stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. Surprise, surprise. The first painting done by the famed artist Leonardo da Vinci was a paint of the Annunciation. It captures the moment when the angel appeared to Mary. She responded in wonder, humility, devotion and praise. We don't know how Joseph first found out that Mary was expecting a child. Did she tell him? Was it beginning to be obvious? Did he ask? The revelation to him comes in the dream, after he'd already known some of the facts in the case. We read from Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while she thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not until she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. We are surprised by the announcement to Joseph. We're surprised by his tardiness. Mary was informed long before. We don't know how Jesus got his first information, but it came before he received the divine announcement. We don't know why there was this delay, but the tiredness of it gives us a window into Joseph's character. He was reluctant to marry a woman who was less than he'd thought her to be, but he was kind enough to want to divorce her privately and reverently enough to believe the vision. The tiredness of the divine revelation gives us a glimpse of his character. We're also surprised by the nature of it, 
but we're just beginning to learn the potential of the subconscious, and the dream was a message to Joseph's subconscious mind. We're surprised by the faith of Joseph. He believed the unbelievable. Of course Joseph wanted to believe it. It's important for us to understand that no amount of evidence will convince one who does not want to believe in Christ, and for those who want to believe there's plenty of evidence. Faith in Christ is more than an intellectual decision. It's a moral decision. We know what it will mean if we believe. It will mean we must change our lives and some are not prepared to do that. On that basis they decide not to believe. We're surprised by the ones chosen to nurture Jesus. They were simple, unsophisticated and probably uneducated. That does not mean they were not intelligent. Read Mary's song which she composed after the Annunciation and you'll see that some of the genius of her ancestor David was in her genes. The Apostle Paul reminds us that often God chooses those we would not expect, as in 1 Corinthians 1, 26-29. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen. You and things which are not to bring naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. A glance through the Old Testament will show that God chooses the unexpected. Certainly Joseph and Mary had the spiritual qualities we would expect. They had faith in their heart. They led pure lives. They were unhesitatingly obedient to the will of God. We are surprised by the brevity of the text. There is so much more that we would like to know. What conversations took place between Mary and Joseph? What feelings did he experience before he learned the truth? Did he feel anger, bitterness, sorrow or disbelief until the truth was made known to him? The text does not tell us these things, but we must become accustomed to the brevity of the Bible text. Their purpose is not to give us all the details of that person or that, but always to point to Christ that we may know him. We are surprised by the long shadow it casts. This text affects us in a strange way. It doesn't affect us as history normally does. We read, Unto you is born this day a Saviour, and we do not think of this day as that day, we think of it in terms of our day, of our need for a saviour and the tidings of great joy come to us a certainty as they came to others long ago. Sir Philip Brook in his beloved carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, wrote, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We continue with Shepherd on the edge of town. Shepherds, shepherds on the edge of town. Shepherds, shepherds on the edge of town. Shepherds on the edge of town, watching their Okay. 
This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us today for Great News and God Views on 3FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity. Our closing music today, Silent Night. One interesting fact makes this carol very special. In 1914, during the Christmas truce in the Great War, the song was sung in French, English and German simultaneously. It was apparently the one song that all the soldiers on both sides knew. Silent Night.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.